0: Hey out there to all people, and incompetent witches, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that wants his chocolate chip muffins right now, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm
1: fine, Brandon. I wouldn't take chocolate chip muffins, but I want pancakes. Pancakes. (sighs) Pancakes. Did I say muffins? You're the worst, and we're going to keep it, Brandon, because this is the second time we're recording this due to technical difficulties. This is staying in.
0: <laughs> all right. The bloops are part of the recording now.
1: Yep. Oh, oh, how are you doing, forward. Cortland? I'm doing all right, Brandon. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I've been better. <sighs> um, we only Look, we only got like half an hour into the last recording session before we had to restart, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah I'm a little it's... little more awake uh, I feel like I've already had a vision into the future And I'm liking what I'm seeing <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Raven Oh, well that's
0: great um, I know right? I, I don't even need to ask you how your week was But you I will already
1: know My week was <laughs> spoilers from the future It was nothing, okay Brandon? I didn't do jack shit <laughs> I can't even remember what I talked about the last time. I think I had a a snafu or something. It was great. It was super funny. Everybody would have laughed at it. It was awesome. (laughs) You would have loved it. Uh, But you'll never know. Uh, I I didn't do anything, of course, because that's what Uh, I do. Dude, right? Yeah. I never do nothing. So Brandon and I, we started playing video games. Like, we do this thing now where, like, we pick a video game, we would both play it, and then we talk about it. Like, it's a video game club, right? Yeah. Pretty sweet. We uh, we finished up Minish Cap last week, and now we've moved on to... Well, you started Vagrant Story. I haven't started it yet. I'm bad. I'm terrible at this. You're probably going to kick me out of the video game club. Uh
0: no. Uh, I started Vagrant Story, PlayStation 1 RPG Classic, and... Uh, It was like 10 minutes into it where I was like, have I made a terrible mistake? (laughs) Because Vagrant Story is a game that I remember loving very much, but I didn't really remember much about how it plays and stuff. And as soon as I started playing it, I was like, oh, this is very complicated. I have no idea what's going on. And the game explains almost nothing.
1: Yeah, it's one of the most well, okay. My my story with Vader's Story. It's a game I used to own. Like my brother bought it and I, I tried to play it a lot of times, but I don't think I ever got past the first dungeon because I my child mind couldn't wrap itself around the game, I think. So that should be a fun one to attempt to play. I mean now that yeah. I'm thirty three, I feel like I could probably figure it out, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I can do it. I, do it. We'll I don't see. think
0: I don't think your age had anything to do with how oh shit nonsensical
1: it was. <laughs> We're gonna try. We'll see how it yeah, goes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm expecting incredible things, though. You're either gonna
0: absolutely love it, or you're gonna hate it, or you're gonna be somewhere in the middle.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's about how it goes. I don't know. Yeah, we got to play Minish choices. Cap though. Minish Cap was great. What a fantastic fun game! game. That was. I loved it. I hadn't played it since I was in... I think the last time I played it, I was like 2004 when it came out. So I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. playing it again. Yeah. Cortland, let me ask you. Okay. Do you already have a game in mind for
0: your next pick?
1: Um, not yet. I kind of want to solidify things in my mind. I'm thinking maybe Echo Jr. Oh, spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. Have you ever played Echo Jr.? No. (laughs) I booted it up for my son and he was like, I love it. And I was like, you say that now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All of my Echo experience is with
1: you. I love Echo the Dolphin. Dude, okay, it's a time-traveling fucking dolphin. Like, how fucking dope is that? Pretty dope. You legit go back into the past, and you gotta fight, like, fucking Dunkleostases and giant seahorses and shit, and trilobites, and it's annoying, and... Oh, by the way, the games are incredibly hard. (laughs) Yeah, as they all are. They're nay impossible without cheat codes. Thankfully, the game has a built-in cheating system, so you can make it work. Yeah. Sounds they good. knew what they were doing. They knew they made, like, the hardest game imaginable, and they were like, yeah, let's give them the cheats. And I took advantage of that. I always do. Well, once they stopped making
0: games that were just, like, arcade ports, mm-hmm. there wasn't really any reason to make the game impossible to beat.
1: No. they After that, like, Nintendo era where it was, like, renting was all the rage, and you had to make sure the games were hard so that people would rent them over and over again, um, and games had, like, a little more substance to them... Um, where are we going with this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I can't think of a segue. <laughs> Cor- <That's> okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Let's talk about the deaths. So, Brandon, I feel like 2022 is off to a bitchin' start. We got fucking deaths galore. First our girl, Betty White, friend of the podcast. Then mm. we had... Bob Saget, and now a twofer. We have Meatloaf and Louie Anderson. We love both of those. We love everybody. We're we're full yes, of love here at the at podcast. And uh, it's a huge love. I like to talk about Louis Anderson, uh, pretty regularly. One of my faves. He comes up. I miss the yeah. guy. I miss him already. <sighs> he would have loved our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Life with Louie was one of my favorite shows back in the day. You were definitely a Fox Kids kind of guy, weren't you? Yeah, I really was. Eat the Cat. Oh, yeah. Life with Louie. Digimon. I love Digimon. I don't know if I can watch it nowadays, though.
0: I I don't know. I think I liked Digimon because I was like, everyone else likes Pokemon, so I'm going to like Digimon. But then I watched Digimon, and I was like, this is kind of (laughs) stupid.
1: You're kind of stupid. Okay. No, I mean, you are, but the... yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no arguments here. <laughs> my thing with Digimon is that uh, we used to have Pokemon episodes and then like we only got like two seasons of it and it just kind of repeated on loop. And then Digimon came and there was like new episodes and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just watch Digimon to, you know, get over my Pokemon fix and then Pokemon, you know, it's Pokemon. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're not talking about this shit. What are we talking goosebumps. No. goosebumps. No, we're talking about Goosebumps. That's the reason
0: for the season. We're we're talking about Monster Blood. Classic Goosebumps episode. Cortland, did you yeah. love it as much as everyone does? As much as R. L. Stein did when he wrote six books yes. about it? <laughs> when he like finished on his word processor hit enter and he was like, Fuck yeah, Monster Blood.
1: Yeah. Um I did like it. It's a really fun episode. It's just it's just fun because like you get to watch these kids just kind of like fuck around and do the worst things imaginable, and <laughs> oh, then just God. scoop everything into buckets and and dump it oh, down like man. drains and stuff. <laughs> they just oh these kids, they just fumble around so much. <sighs> they do, but the adults aren't much better. No, they're not. They're not. But I got um interestingly enough, I got both Flubber vibes from it as well as Matilda vibes at certain points. Huh. And I was like, this is just an amalgamation of like what made the nineties great, I think.
0: Okay. Flubber I mean, that's obvious right away. Yeah.
1: Matilda though. There's a very specific scene that we'll talk about that is very Matilda to me.
0: Okay. Does someone magically throw a carrot into someone's mouth and I'm
1: not remembering? Oh my God. No, no, no! Somebody shot puts a girl with ponytails. <laughs> oh, of you don't course. remember that part? <laughs> How did I forget my favorite scene? <laughs> yeah, there's a choky and everything. You missed that part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's just talk about this episode then, shall we? Yeah, let's
1: do it again. All right, <laughs> it's okay. We only got like th- three minutes in, so <laughs> are you still recording? You better be. <laughs> I have the recording
0: up as we speak. I can okay. see the lines.
1: Oof. Nice. Alright.
0: <clears throat> this episode starts with our protagonist, Evan, narrating to us, telling us that it all started a week ago. Oh my god. When his dad's company transferred him to Atlanta. So while his parents are looking for a
1: house, Evan gets dumped at his great aunt Catherine's place. It's always a good sign when the kid just narrates us like the setting of the story. It gave me uh, my hairiest Adventure vibes, but <laughs> but it's better than that.
0: It all started a week ago when my dad got transferred. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> it's so easy to do their voice. You just don't open your mouth when you talk. <laughs> you just don't move your tongue when you like talk. Uh, like it'll be fine. You got it.
0: <laughs> we see a yellow cab pull up to a large house. Some loud, bombastic orchestral music starts playing, and we cut to the inside of the house, while Catherine herself starts dancing and pretending to conduct
1: the orchestra. Yeah, she's living her best life, right? Like, she lives alone, and she just goes for it, and I love it. Like, I love Catherine, like, spoilers. Um, But yeah, like, this is her hobby. This is what she does in her downtime. Like, we do podcasting. She conducts an orchestra in her home with nobody around.
0: Yeah, pretty much any time we see her where she's, like, not speaking directly to the protagonist, this is what she's doing.
1: Yeah, it happens, like, uh, god, half a dozen times in this episode. I love it. Every time I'm like, you go, Catherine, you conduct that orchestra. Get it. She's got her little conductor's baton. She's just, like, waving it around. She's twirling
0: it around like she's casting magical spells. Yes. I love it. I love it, too. Back outside, Evan's dad gets out of the car and, and says to his son that it's only going to be for a couple of days. Evan complains that Catherine is so weird and
1: smells like mothballs. Ugh. Mothballs don't smell great. No, I've never actually, like, inhaled the scent of a mothball, but I just assume, well, don't based on nail. everybody's complaints, it sucks. Dad says that Catherine is just eccentric. Ooh, word of the day. Eccentric. That's, that's, it gets said, like at least three times that I know of that yeah, I can think about of the top of my head. What does eccentric even mean? Like, what does it mean
0: oh, to you? To me, like, I hear the word eccentric and my mind just imagines Willy Wonka. That's a good thing, yeah. Evan complains some more that Catherine always makes disgusting sugar cookies that taste oh, like kitty litter.
1: I love that. So, uh, he's trying to say that he's tasted kitty litter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he knows of, of what it could compare to? Yeah. He's like,
0: I've had kitty litter, and let me tell you, Her sugar that ain't cookies? no kitty litter.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a he's a kitty litter connoisseur. Okay, he's tried every <laughs> brand. <laughs> but even worse, Cortland, yeah. even worse than the kitty litter cookies is the fact that his dog Trigger has to stay oh. outside the whole time.
1: That's bullshit. Why do you even bring the dog then? Why can't they take the dog? They can't take anything. They could They're have too taken busy. A kid. They're going to no, look at houses, no. and they're like, let's not include our, what, like, 11, 12-year-old son's opinion on a house that he's going to live in? That doesn't. Yeah, make, he's not the little
0: sense. baby who can't walk in a house with them. <laughs> they can just be like, hey, son, we're going to look at a house. Okay. Yeah. But no, they just got to dump him in another part of the country. Evan's mom says that she thinks Catherine is a perfectly nice woman, and Evan insists that he thinks she's creepy. Catherine comes to the door then, and they all say their hellos, and Catherine looks
1: at Evan without breaking eye contact for an uncomfortably long time. Well, that's after mom gave her, like, the cheek smooch, you know? Yeah. I've never done that to anybody. Have You ever, ever done that to somebody? Give them the cheek smooch? Um, not sincerely. Okay. <laughs> Maybe as a joke, like, ha ha, I'm kissing your cheek. Isn't that European? I used to give my wife butterfly kisses, and then I married her, and I was like, okay, butterfly kisses are out. <laughs> <laughs> That shit's over. <laughs> You're not getting any more poems. Nope. I'm not gonna sing to you anymore. Cause I used to sing to her. No, no more butterfly kisses. I've already got you. Like, <laughs> ah, man. And she stopped watching horror movies. She did. Damn. You I think I got. Got to get those it. butterfly kisses. I back, got. It. Oh son. my god. I'm gonna start butterfly kissing her, and then maybe she'll be like, "Oh, I guess I can watch a horror movie with you." <laughs> There's a little give and take there, right? Yes, that's marriage. I give you butterfly kisses (laughs) (laughs) every time I get horror movies.
0: It's like a transaction. (laughs) You're like, alright. How much for Nightmare on Elm Street 4? And she's like,
1: that's 75 butterfly kisses. (laughs) Oh my god, I'd be there for minutes. (laughs) 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 Ugh.
0: (sighs) <sighs> then Evan's dad points to his watch and says, we better get going. They say their goodbyes and tell Evan to be good. And Cortland, yeah. we have to point out right now, because I found it so distracting. Yeah. That not only is Evan wearing a Where's Waldo outfit, which mm-hmm. I can ignore that part. That's true, sure, Yeah, it's fashionable or whatever. It's a very cool 90s outfit.
1: But he is wearing so much makeup, Cortland. Yeah, I knew there was something off about his face, and that's definitely it. like he's got a blush on. Yeah, his I don't hair. Know why. His hair is like blown out. It's, it just looks unnatural to me. He is made up like a porcelain doll. It's he looks gorgeous. more
0: like a doll than in Tale of the Dollmaker. <laughs> Tale of the
1: Dollmaker. Yes, Amanda. W- he is uh, the Amanda Walsh of this episode. Yes. He wishes. Oh my god! I wishes. <laughs> <laughs> With
0: Evan's parents gone, Catherine takes another look at him and Trigger, and she does this big showy sneeze, saying that Evan has to tie that beast up before he can come in. Oh, poor Trigger. Then the camera pulls in real close to her creepy smile
1: as she says,
0: Have a nice
1: sugar cookie. Yes. I love that the sugar cookie's already paid off. For- yes. I like the part where he's like, mom and dad, the sugar cookies, please save me from them. And she's already baked them because she's a loving, great aunt.
0: <laughs> well, it's because every single time he's like, mm, they're good.
1: Oh my God, I love that So part. she's Spoilers. like, oh, oh,
0: he loves them,
1: so I'll make them every time he comes over. It's logical. Like, yeah, I don't blame her. I would too, because yeah. that's what he likes. <laughs> yeah. But
0: the episode wants us to think that this is all very. It wants sinister. me to think that
1: she's like a witch. Yes.
0: After a commercial break, Evan is lugging his bags up a flight of stairs, and Catherine tells him that his room is at the end of the hall. Then she gets more serious and warns him mm-hmm. that whatever he does, stay the hell away from that room across the hall.
1: Yeah. And he wordlessly says nothing, walks up the stairs, and she's like, yep. hey, did you hear me, by the way? I, I just want to make sure. And he just continues walking like a little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is, like, aggressively douchey. Yeah, right?
0: <sighs> she's just like, hey, I just have one rule. Don't go into that room. And he just
1: not a word. Not, not even, mm-mm. Doesn't even acknowledge. Like, he turns around to look at her like, fuck a serious bitch. And then... <laughs> yeah up he goes but
0: it gets worse because he gets he gets to his room and he opens the door but immediately he turns around and looks at the room across the hall and he just opens that door right up court not even (laughs) skipping a beat like yes like she could still see him pretty much
1: (laughs) i love it i love it so much like uh i was watching the episode with my wife and And I was like, did you just fucking do that? And she's like, well, wouldn't you? And I was like, yes, (laughs) I would, but... I would
0: definitely (laughs) look, but I wouldn't do it right
1: away. Yeah, I would have waited at least, like, an hour. No, maybe not even that long. But still, like, come on. Yeah, I'd probably wait until I thought she was asleep or
0: something. But he just, like, she's like, don't go in that room. And he just maintains
1: eye contact and goes and opens that room. He's basically like, girl, we got 22 minutes of screen time. I'm doing it now. <laughs> Let's get this shit going. <laughs> this episode does kind of just move. A bit, yeah. But also, there's some slow parts.
0: And they are always though. <sighs> so Evan has to push his way through a wall of spider webs in that room. But other than that, it looks just like any old room. There's a bed, a mirror cabinet, some pictures, and a magic ritual circle painted in red on the
1: floor. Yeah, just like a demonic summoning circle. No biggie. Yeah, Just normal room stuff. (laughs) I got one in my spare room, too. (laughs) Evan goes to investigate that
0: last thing. The ritual circle. When he's startled by a hand on his shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) Catherine has busted him, breaking her rules pretty much instantly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was like, oh, did I just hear that door I told him not to open? Open up. I better go investigate. And then she did. She tells him that it's
0: forbidden, like three times, and throws him out of the room. After that, she runs over to the cabinet and ensures that it's locked. Mm -hmm. It starts to shake, and she grabs onto it and yells, No! No! Stay! And it shakes more violently and jiggles her face.
1: (laughs) I knew it! That that part happened where her face was jiggling, and I was like, Oh my god, Brandon's gonna love that part. And then he did, and I liked (laughs) it You were right! You were right. I know. We are on a jiggle kick these days. I love... <laughs> the jiggling is one of my favorite, like, verbs, you know, to show action. I love it. It's just Anytime so anything jiggles, I'm a fan. I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jiggling with it.
0: <laughs> I'm jiggling in excitement. <sighs> Alright. Such a funny word. <laughs> Later that night, Evan is tossing and turning in his sleep. He opens his eyes to see Catherine pressing her ear against the door across the hall. Oh boy! Because he's sleeping with the door open like a freak. You don't sleep with your door open?
1: No, of course not. Why not? How are you going to supposed to hear intruders?
0: <laughs> the door's closed so that the intruders can't get in.
1: Hmm, I suppose. I mean, unless What's they nice? can turn a doorknob, but other than that, oh. it... the only thing that can turn doorknobs are raptors. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Catherine starts to turn around, and Evan snaps his eyes shut so tight, pretending to be asleep. Catherine looks
1: to see if he's awake, and then closes his door. She doesn't just close it, though, Brandon. She fucking slams it closed. So if he was sleeping, he wouldn't be anymore. (laughs) Yeah, not anymore. (laughs) Evan, who must have been holding his breath,
0: too, immediately starts panting and acting like he just got away with robbing a bank or something instead of looking at an old lady listen to a door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. We
0: cut to the next morning, where Trigger is barking at a young girl riding her bike near the house. Evan immediately runs out to apologize for his dog. Mm -hmm. She says it's okay, and they introduce themselves. Her name is Andy.
1: Yeah, she's also dressed like a My Buddy doll. She kind of is, yeah. She's got a stripy rainbow shirt. Yep, some overalls. She's got, I mean, an improvement to the My Buddy doll. She has, like, uh, her hair is, like, winged, you know, at the tips. Yeah. I mean, it might be an improvement. Sure, okay. Hot take, right, right.
0: You're going to have to, your meme's going to be like, who wore it better? <laughs> Don't give me horrible ideas, Brandon. It'll,
1: it'll come into fruition. <laughs>
0: Evan and Andy exchange an extremely awkward handshake, and then Trigger goes and slowly snatches a magazine or something from the back of her bike and begins chewing it.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? Goddamn, Trigger.
0: (sighs) Andy also seems pretty cool with that, and just asks Evan if he lives in this house. Yeah, she don't care. She wants gossip. Evan explains the situation to her, and this piques her interest. She asks if Catherine is home right now. He says no, So, that's as good as an invitation in her eyes. And she starts walking towards the house.
1: Yeah! I don't don't understand what's going on, but I'm
0: okay with it. She says that Catherine is always playing that bizarre music at night. And even... Get this, Cortland. She drives an old car.
1: (sighs) I have nothing. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... Clearly something's... They just her. talk shit all day about Catherine and her household, I guess. Yeah.
0: Andy says that everyone in town talks shit about her, basically.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay.
0: <laughs> Evan agrees that Catherine's pretty crazy, and he tells Andy that he thinks she has some dark secrets as well. Ooh. Andy, having tried to let herself into a door and finding oh it God. locked... <laughs> Why does she do that? <laughs> I don't know. She just, like, takes charge and is just like, oh, well, I'm just going in this house.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: She moves on and asks what kind of secrets? secrets. He tells her about the secret forbidden room and she asks to see the room right away. What? Okay. <sighs> Evan says, "Nah, I probably shouldn't." But Andy looks right into his soul and tells him, "You're just scared." Oh. So, Cortland, you know the next thing we see is Evan and Andy walking into that room. I loved it.
1: I loved it. It Just like, electric- like it goes through her face and she's like, you're just scared. And then we immediately transition to the door and they're opening it up into that room. <laughs> it's great. I love those. <laughs> yes. I love those.
0: Andy makes fun of how dusty the room is, then walks right over to the bookshelf and starts reading off some titles. Spell of the Month Club, Curses for <laughs> okay. All Occasions, Revenge Made Easy. This all sounds very much like Wiccans for Dummies.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, okay, and spoilers, given the story, these books are old. They're old, and they wouldn't have written, like, spells for dummies back then. No. But that's okay. Yeah. These are the kinds of witchcraft books you'd buy at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> you go to browse Barnes & Noble's, so you go to the Wiccan section.
0: <laughs> then Andy helps herself to that closed cabinet. She opens it up to find a bunch of jars filled with various liquids. She sees a particularly large jar filled with a tiny amount of green liquid, and she pulls it out. The label says, Monster Blood. Mm -hmm. Title drop. Uh, Right. They go to open it without hesitation, and when they pop the lid, there's a little flash. And then we cut to a shot of the floor where a black cat materializes into existence.
1: And this is when I was like... Where is this fucking episode going, you know?
0: Yeah. It, I didn't like, get it. You think, you know, it's just this goo that takes over, but there's a little twist to it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I, I like it. But it's also bad shit <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> the kids don't seem to notice that cat appearing out of nowhere, though, and they're still preoccupied with that goo. <laughs> he says... <laughs> that it's warm so evan sticks his hand in there oh and my pulls God, out idea. a handful of green nickelodeon gack
1: yep and that totally is too did you ever have gak? um yes i did have gack one time my brother had it i never had it myself and i vividly remember playing with it i was probably about four years old he had rainbow colored gack like well it wasn't rainbow colored he had like a pack that had different colors in it and uh i remember being a kid and i like push all the colors together and I was like mom look I made a sandwich and she was like oh my god your brother's gonna kill you and since that day (laughs) (laughs) I've had like a fear of mixing colors of like play-doh together and stuff so they could ruin them forever and uh that's why I don't play with play-doh yeah I don't
0: like mixing play-doh either
1: it gives me anxiety it's like stickers stickers also give me anxiety because like once you use them that's it you better replace it the right way or else you're fucked (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I'm never, I'm oh, man, I got problems, Brandon. Playtime must be so difficult for you, Corlin. Yeah, well, I I never had stickers, and I definitely never had Play-Doh. My mom used to make Play-Doh for me, like, we were that kind of family. (laughs) And you were just like,
0: nope, not doing it, I'm not making a snake.
1: No, like, I play with Play-Doh, and then, like, I get yelled at, like, don't get it in the carpet! So, like, those have been instilled in me, and now I yell at my son not to get it in the carpet. (laughs) But my mom used to make her own play doh, and like, I, I, have you ever tasted play doh or at least ha- like homemade play doh? It tastes mostly like salt. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad. That, I'm glad we we could share that. <laughs> I've tasted
0: play doh and I've tasted kitty litter.
1: Oh my god! No, you have not. You haven't. Even, you've never had a cat. Yes, I have. When? A long time ago, before I met you. Oh, okay. How convenient. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> Like, you had dogs, but, like, you definitely, like, never had a cat while i have been your friend. Yeah. Times before I met, you might as well not even exist. Like, come on. You were the kid that had Gila monsters and fucking giant horseshoe crabs and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It was awesome. Evan
0: says that the goo feels rubbery. So he walks into the middle of the room, and he just spikes that shit onto the ground.
1: (laughs) Why would you do that? I don't know why anyone is doing anything in this show right now. (laughs) And then this episode turns into Flubber
0: for a minute. (laughs) I thought it reminded me of Men in Black. It bounces all around the room, bouncing off walls and the floor and the ceiling, before Evan finally catches it in his hand. We cut to a few moments later... And Andy is pouring some of that monster blood into a Tupperware container for herself. Right. She's just like, okay, I'm taking some of this. I met you like 30 seconds ago. I don't know whose house this is. But this is mine.
1: I'm taking this Tupperware. Uh, Right, because you didn't bring that Tupperware in here. No. It was clearly Catherine's Tupperware. She had it all organized, like, all the lids were there, and these kids just fucked it all up, and then, oh. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. Shouldn't they notice that there's, like, way more goo now, but... Whatever. No, they're just enraptured by it. Oh, my God. She says
0: that they can put, put the empty container back, and Catherine won't notice the difference. Evan starts to be like, but what if she... But Andy insists that it all be cool. Then they hear a noise. It's Aunt Catherine's old jalopy backfiring its way (laughs) down the street.
1: Yes, it's Trunchbull's old crappy car. (laughs) Is that what made you think of Matilda? Yeah, this is totally Matilda. (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: I'll give you that. The kids gather the shit all together to put it back, and Evan tells Andy to distract Catherine, which I thought was weird. Like, why
1: Why send her? She doesn't know this person. They haven't even met yet. No, they've never met. This random girl is gonna walk out of her house, mm-hmm. that's and it's exactly the best too. Because she walks out of the house, and then she goes over and opens up the door for her, like they're best friends. Yeah, like they're. I, I just love it. I love like that's her great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Catherine sees her come out of her house,
0: <laughs> and she, and she's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And Andy says that she's Andy Evans' friend. And Catherine replies Oh Are you related to the Chicago Evans friends?
1: Which I thought was pretty funny I did but I turned to my wife and I was like I get the joke but like is that a thing? And I never looked it up so I don't think it's a thing I think it's just like oh You're either
0: willfully misunderstanding Or you're just old She's (laughs) both
1: everybody Cortland here your good buddy and your crazy aunt thank you so much for joining us today whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got we are just so thankful for you spending some time with us you can become a patron today at patreon.com slash private island for as little as one dollar a month you can help support our show while unlocking some sweet bonus content and goodies there's early release episodes that come out the moment I'm finished editing bonus episodes stickers t-shirts and more check it out and join today I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goths Shane, Steven, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt, the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy, and the Diamond, Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I really appreciate it. We are growing quickly these days and we'd love to continue. You can join in on the conversation with our Up All Night Facebook group, check out our custom content on Instagram at Private Island Presents, or see what we're tweeting about at PRVT Island. Plenty of ways to connect and enjoy what we create. I love playing video games and occasionally we go live on Twitch too. There's twitch.tv slash privateislandsea. We're mostly playing Jackbox party games, some Dead by Daylight here and there, or on the weekends I love to stream with my son and play Fall Guys. He also joins me every Wednesday night live on Instagram as we watch full-length episodes of Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Check it out this Wednesday at 8pm Eastern where we'll be watching Monster Blood live. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I absolutely love reading new reviews. They really brighten my day. If you're a podcaster, we can promo swap. Send your promo to privateislandpresents at gmail.com. If you've got any questions for us, send them our way. Our Season 2 wrap-up is just around the corner. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, dating star from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for taking a listen. For now, I'm going to let you get back to the show, and you know, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye!
0: Later on, we see Evan and Andy sitting on Catherine's driveway, playing with their balls of monster blood goop.
1: Yeah, because that's that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No need to hide it anymore. Oh my god. Andy says that they should see how high they can bounce the ball. And Andy stands up, and he spikes it onto the ground again. That's what you do. It makes a magical sound effect and flies straight up into the sky and keeps going. Meanwhile, a small fly is buzzing around the monster blood, and it lands inside the goop, which folds over to absorb it.
1: Yep,
0: I love it. Finally, the monster blood ball from Evan falls to the ground and lands exactly where he threw it. <laughs> then, from out of nowhere, and for no reason at all, Trigger runs through and gobbles that goop up. <laughs> it looks so appetizing. What about that? Would a dog want to eat? Like dogs, dogs eat a lot of stupid shit. I'm not gonna say dogs don't (laughs) eat crazy stuff, but like, if you like, I I threw grapes to my dog and they wouldn't eat it, and they're not supposed to eat it because it will kill them. But they know (laughs) what is. I didn't know that it was poisonous until like years later,
1: and oh I was always God. like,
0: "Why won't you eat these grapes? They're delicious. They're
1: so good. Watch, and you pop one in your mouth." And...
0: But the dogs, the dogs know not to eat it. Yeah. So know, my dog just eats her own poop. So I don't know. Well, maybe that's delicious. It's not going to kill you, but you know it's what? Well, Will monster blood? Monster blood. <laughs>
1: Oh, man! you know what else I like about this part is that that ball comes back from, you know, the the atmosphere that it <laughs> flew into. It comes back down to the same exact spot and it doesn't bounce again. It just plops there. And then the yeah. dog runs up and eats it.
0: <laughs> it's all just a very quick <laughs> sequence of events. Ball goes up. Ball goes down. Dog eats ball. They chase the dog into the backyard and find him going crazy, rubbing his face onto the ground and looking agitated. Yeah. The dog lays on the ground and doesn't move, but when we cut to commercial, and come back, Trigger is moving again and he's fine. Yep. <laughs> so he's whatever. That that whole conflict's over. Whew. Catherine comes out of the house now, asking, "What's the hubba?" <laughs> She's holding a plate of nasty-ass cream cookies. <laughs> she asks Evan if he went into that room again. He lies, mm-hmm. of course. And Catherine yeah. insists that he eat a cookie. Oh, he yeah. takes it hesitantly. She offers one to Andy, too, but Andy's smart enough to make an excuse not to take it. I don't think they look that bad,
1: besides being green. Why are they green? Because she used, you know, food coloring. But why? I don't know, maybe that's his favorite color, who knows? <laughs> She's done his research. She's done her like, research on him, she knows what he if likes. If you're watching it the first time,
0: you're like, oh, it's because these are some weird witch cookies, but like... Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, why are they green? I think we need to get R.L. Stein on the podcast so he can
1: explain himself.
0: <laughs> you have a lot of explaining to do, R.L. Catherine wants to actually see Evan take a bite, though. So mm-hmm. he does, looking like he's in pain a little bit, and says...
1: Hey. Uh, God. <laughs> Which just ensures that she's going to make him more cookies. Yep. That's what you get. This is what happens when you uh, lie to people about the. This is classic Sitcom 101 stuff, you know? Yeah, just tell the truth. Be like, Great Aunt Catherine,
0: these are dog shit. Mm-hmm. Also, I went into that room like 10 more times. <laughs> uh, but nope. Later that night, Evan is getting back into bed. Underneath his bed, we see. That his Tupperware is just overflowing with green bubbling goo. Oh no. The next morning, Andy pulls up to the house on her bike again, and right away asks him about his monster blood. She says she put hers in a closet, and when she woke up, she found this. And then she opens up a full-size cooler she has strapped to the back of her bike, and it's Mm -hmm. filled with green goo. Perfect. Evan says, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: You mean it's growing? I like that he didn't even check his.
0: Yeah, not at all. It's just not interested. <laughs> the camera gets right into Andy's face and she tells him,
1: That's exactly what I mean.
0: Inside the house, Catherine is conducting her invisible orchestra again, running around her living room waving her little stick. <laughs> She's having a grand time. She is, I love it. The two kids sneak through the room unnoticed and get back upstairs. When they arrive at Evan's room, they are shocked to find that the monster blood is seeping out from underneath the door. Mm-hmm. Evan orders Andy to get a bucket, and when she comes back, he says they gotta put this stuff into it. Andy says, Nuh uh, I ain't touching this stuff.
1: Yeah, even though you just touched everything before, but whatever.
0: Yeah, now it's yuck. <laughs> Evan runs away and grabs a dustpan, which he gives to Andy and demands that she pick it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She already had this problem at his or at her own house, and now he's like, now clean up mine. Yes. Well, I mean,
0: this whole thing is kind of her fault. Yeah, you're right. He went into that room, and he probably would have gone back in there again, even without Andy. Mm-hmm. But she was definitely like, let's go see this Monster Blood. <laughs> I don't even know what Monster Blood is, but we're going to see it. As for... Evan he empties out a potted plant and uses the pot to shovel goop into it with his hands Mm -hmm. meanwhile we just keep getting shots of Catherine jamming out to her music
1: it's a really fun scene because the music just kind of like you know you can hear it upstairs and it's just really cool it's very cinematic to me yeah I I mean the 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 act of them putting the goo into the buckets is kind of boring but you know (laughs) but the music heightens it because the music is very intense And
0: I guess the scene of them putting goo back into a bucket is meant to be intense because it's like, oh, we got to pick this up before Catherine comes up here and goes, what the fuck? Yep. And casts a spell on them because, you know, we think she's a witch at this point. The kids finally finish up picking up what they could and start taking it downstairs. Catherine sneezes and the record stops.
1: Yeah, cuz we get like a couple of frames of like the cat because they're like by the way that cat's still here cuz I yeah. forgot about
0: it. <laughs> it's just chilling.
1: Yeah.
0: The kids quickly run upstairs with their receptacles of green goo. Catherine yells to Evan and asks him if he has his beast in the house. Mhm. He says no, but she says something is in the house that's setting her off. It's that cat. It does. She pulls out a pill bottle and notices that she's out of allergy medication. So she goes Uh to the front door and
1: unlocks the seven or eight locks she has on it and leaves. So a couple of things about this scene, the goo behind the kids like gerbils and he's like, Oh, it's just my belly after them sugar cookies, you know? uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, That part's great. And I love that she just has that bottle of pills and she's like, "Uh Oh, I'm out. I better go get a refill. That's not how refills work. You got to like call it in and stuff. Maybe it's it's the nineties. Maybe they just give you whatever you want over the counter. They didn't learn their lesson yet, but I just love that. I just love that. She just has those around all the time, and she's like, "Uh uh-oh, gotta get more. Like, she is a pill popper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's always on allergy medication. Uh, It's her drug of choice. After she's gone, the kids get rid of the goo in a bathtub in the garage.
1: The music, though, is it a little bit of a rendition of the
0: Goosebumps theme song? I was wondering the same thing, and I couldn't quite figure it out. It kind
1: of sounds like it to me. It's going to be playing, of course. So what do it's you think, it. listener? What do you think? Let us know in the comments below.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andy says that she's going to go get her monster blood to get rid of. But when she looks, we see that it's now pouring out of her cooler.
1: She says, yeah. it's still growing? Uh, yeah. They just So Catherine just has a bathtub in her garage or something? Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, never mind, no further and,
0: questions. I don't know, it... it it's, like, not hooked up or anything because they put it in there and it doesn't drain. Yeah, it's I thought just, they were
1: just dumping it down the drain at first. And, yeah, but, they're just, but no, they're just,
0: it's just putting it in a bigger receptacle. That's all they do.
1: Yeah, they're just like, uh-oh, it's more. Let's put it in a bigger <laughs> container instead yep, of, like, problem. on a problem like, solution to it. Uh, that's fine. That's, like, kid logic, I guess. I don't know. Then Evan remembers that Trigger
0: ate some oh, of yeah. the stuff and runs into the backyard. They find Trigger's collar is broken. The kids see that there are giant black dog footprints seared into the ground.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> these footprints... Dogs have four toes. <laughs> these, these footprints only have three. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so there's some kind of mutant
0: footprints seared <laughs> into the floor. <laughs> oh, boy. And Evan's just like, whoop. Well, triggers giant
1: <laughs> <laughs> and andy's like should we look for him and evan's like mm, nah <laughs> I, I love that
0: like that that clip by itself would be good like his dog's gone <laughs> and andy says should we look for him and evan says no
1: <laughs> nah he does
0: he does say that we should First, we should contain the monster blood, which, you know, that's a priority, I guess. I guess. But, but also like, there's a giant fucking dark. monster dog out there. <laughs> Terrorizing the neighborhood.
1: Oh my god, they're just like, eh, <laughs> we'll get it later.
0: Back in the garage, they pour what they can of Andy's monster blood into the bathtub. They're like, alright, that's all we can do for now. Mm-hmm. The, yep, it's not gonna Evan, grow anymore. It's continuing to make the worst decisions at every moment sits on the edge of the bathtub yes. practically in the monster blood <laughs> why would you do that i don't know andy even says that it's a dumb idea but he still doesn't move then very slowly the goose stretches up and pulls him down into it
1: <laughs> oh man i love i love andy's response to it too it's great he yells out for help, and Andy
0: looks like she might want to help, but also yep. if she doesn't want to get close or touch him at all.
1: Yeah, she's, like, not wanting to touch the monster blood after, like, just this morning, like, touching him with her hands. But now she's like, "Ugh, it's gross looking. <laughs> yeah,
0: even though Gak is incredibly fun to play with. So, like, w- yeah. what is she waiting for?
1: She finally gets him out of the bathtub, and it just, like, makes a big fart sound. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As a compromise, though, she grabs a rake and extends it to him. And with great effort, he manages to pull himself out of the slime. God. The kids are panicking about what to do. They decide to just get out of there. Yeah, And we see that the monster blood in the bathtub is growing more and more. And it pours out of the bathtub and onto the floor. I love it. Back in the house, the kids are looking for things to contain the blood. Evan pulls a tablecloth from a table like a magician. <sighs> but but like a shitty magician because everything on the table flies everywhere
1: i bet you he'd love to do that because he just shatters everything on that table in the ground i bet you that they were like all right
0: you do this and we got one shot Mm
1: -hmm. and if you
0: if you manage to do it that's great but if you don't that's great too i love it
1: that's what i would do too
0: he puts the tablecloth under the door to keep Anything from pouring in. The kids make wishes about all the stupid stuff that they did that they shouldn't have done. And they wish they hadn't done. Which is this entire episode so far, pretty much. Pretty much. And we see the monster blood rising up to the windows. Catherine comes home and says, what's up? But immediately (laughs) she sees the monster blood pouring into the house. She says... Did I not tell you to stay
1: out of that room? She told him like six times. Lots of times. And he didn't say a word. You know, the first clue was when you saw him going into that room immediately after you told him not to. Like, you (laughs) should have known he was going to do it again.
0: Yeah, it's like not hard to put an actual functional lock on things, you know. Impossible. Mm -hmm. Then Catherine notices the black cat that's just chilling on the newel post of the stairs.
1: Yeah, it's very digital, and it like does a close-up on this cat, and it looks like just like a fucking sack of cat, and it's so <laughs> funny-looking. Like a cat gargoyle, or so. I don't even know. It looks like Salem from, from <laughs> Sabrina. I'm literally looking at it right now, and I don't even know like what position this cat has been digitally altered into. It's ridiculous-looking. Catherine
0: is like, oh fuck, you've unleashed her. And oh, no. the kids are like, what? Who? Say, she says Sarah Beth.
1: No, not
0: Sarah Beth. <laughs> <laughs> what is with R.L. Oh, he likes giving his best. characters the blank Beth names? It's the perfect name. Betty Beth. What? Cindy Beth. <laughs> Mary Beth. Just everyone. Car- Carly Beth? Never heard of her. And the cat falls <laughs> off the stairs onto the ground where it unconvincingly morphs into the shape of a woman in a black dress.
1: Yeah. This woman that she morphs into, I feel like I've seen her before, but I don't know if I have. Well, we'll find out. Okay. The woman says,
0: I see you've met my monster blood, and now (sighs) my my monster blood shall meet you. Oh my god. Evan gestures to Sarah Beth and says,
1: Hold up. You mean she's the evil one? Wait, what? So did he think his aunt was evil? Yes. Oh. She's been That's nothing but kind thing. to him this whole
0: episode. That's the whole thing about this episode. <laughs> is that we're meant to think Catherine is some kind of evil witch. Trying yeah. to poison him with green cookies. And, you know, she's got this crazy room with all
1: this shit. But, no. I I So this is where the episode, like... I really like the twist, but I didn't really know why and um never expected it to go this way you know like i didn't think that the cat was going to turn into. i don't know what i thought where am i at who is this is this brandon no okay i didn't think so all i want is sugar cookies (laughs) now i don't know what's going on you can get them
0: all right well maybe now it's time because you know we're 18 19 minutes into this episode and we okay are meeting the antagonist for the first time yeah uh this is all the characters that matter okay so first of all we have evan played by kyle labine yeah that name's familiar that name's familiar because he is the brother of actor tyler labine who you might remember from the episode the tale of the silent servant
1: oh silent servant yes i do okay
0: all right, I like that actor, and uh, I don't like this actor as much. No, he does a good job, though. I like him. He he does okay. So he, Cortland, yeah, is known for some voice work. He did some voices in Madeline. He did some voices in Darkstalkers. Oh, the video game. The TV series. They made a Darkstalkers TV series. I'm looking it up. Is it actually based on the video?
1: It is. Interesting. Morgan, etc. Ah, Morgan, and I guess the rest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he did voices on Street Fighter the animated series. You know all the fighting games.
1: I guess all the Cap and these Com were around games.
0: the. They were around the same time as this, so he was still like a child. So what voices did they need for those? Good question. We'll
1: never know. He
0: was in an episode of the 2003 Twilight Zone series. He was in the movie Freddy vs. Jason as Bill Freeberg. I don't know
1: who that is. Oh, fuck if I know, dude.
0: Next we have Andy, played by Sarah Podemski. Sarah is still working to this day. She w- had a reoccurring role in the TV series Reservation Dogs, okay. which I have heard of, but I haven't seen. I haven't heard of it or seen it. She also has a reoccurring role in Total Drama, Total Drama All-Stars. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All that drama business. She loves her drama.
1: That's
0: and, sad, right? <laughs> and
1: other things. <laughs> Amongst other things, yes.
0: Amongst other things. She's got a long list of credits. And she's still working. So that's good. Because she's pretty good in this. Yeah. Aunt Catherine is played by Corinne Conley. Yeah. She's still, She's still kicking, too. She is. She has 109 credits
1: Damn, on IMDb.
0: Her first credit is in
1: 1953. Dang, we weren't even on the moon back then. In a movie called Teet Cook. Hmm, okay. Where she played Rosie. Oh, classic. Classic Rosie. Rosie from Teet Cook. <laughs> Tales of the Wizard of Oz. She played Dorothy in that. Okay. Oh, that is mm-hmm. a very old animated show. <laughs> oh.
0: She was also the doll in the 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie. Oh,
1: okay, so she did, like, very classic things. Interesting. Yeah,
0: that's a classic.
1: She was oh, also God. in Butterbox Babies. Damn it, I did it! <laughs> I was just going to say it! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, Butterbox Babies. <laughs> she was in Forever Night, too, Brandon. Two episodes. Yes.
0: All right. Finally, we have someone who was in Forever Night. Yes. Okay. So, last, I'm going to say Sarah Beth, who is played by Joy Tanner. So, Joy had a reoccurring role in the 1995 Dancy Drew series. She was in an episode of Forever Night. Ooh. She was in two episodes, Cortland, of Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. Nice. And played Candy Kong on the Donkey Kong Country TV series, which hey. was terrible.
1: <laughs> Did yes, you ever it was. see that show? I did. Fox Kids, bro. (laughs) I guess... Oh, man. There's there's like a part where Donkey Kong sings about giving a girl a cream pie, I believe. Well, that just sounds lovely. I love Mm -hmm, pie. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. A coconut cream pie. Alright. Well... I'm wondering why she looks familiar to me, though. Have you seen Life with Derek? Yes. Yep. I have. It's the mom. Okay. Everything's making sense. I've never
0: seen that show, but I just saw she was in 70 episodes of it, so...
1: (laughs) Shit, damn, I had 70 episodes of that? Okay. I guess.
0: Now Andy asks Catherine who this chick is and why she's doing all of this.
1: Yeah, as if uh, Catherine knows who Andy is in the first place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like who are you and why are you doing any of this? (laughs) Sarah Beth says, yeah, tell them why they're going to be. And she strikes her fingers across her throat. Oh, okay. Catherine sets up the flashback saying... Oh. It was almost thirty years ago, and she smelled something coming from s b s room, so she Ugh. investigated She tells us that if she knew what kind of freaky shit s b was into, she never mm-hmm. would have taken her on as a boarder.
1: yeah, you didn't tell by like the weird ass book she's got, and this is um apparently in the sixties right nineteen six nineteen ninety six or nineteen sixties yeah must be, and s b is in like leather. I don't. know Was this even a look back then? This seems very nineties to me. It's very nineties.
0: We see Catherine enter the room, and oh SBS on the ground in the center of her ritual circle, dressed exactly like Trinity from The Matrix.
1: Yeah. So this is um Catherine's reimagining of this flashback. So she's like, and I walked in that room, and she was in the sexiest clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening, right? Yeah. She looked so damn good in the middle of that circle.
0: <laughs> her leather was so tight <laughs>
1: they're, just, they're just like okay come, Catherine come on <laughs>
0: Catherine come back to us
1: <laughs> I love it <laughs> and her boots so <laughs> it went
0: all the way up Um, oh she's had God. 30 years to think about
1: this she does every single and day think she about really it impressed. she did and she adds her own twist to everything <laughs>
0: oh my god katherine says that she tried to throw the woman out but she was just too
1: strong she was too powerful i couldn't get her out of my house
0: <laughs> but luckily during their tussle sb accidentally stepped into that monster blood a little bit and she started uh-huh. screaming like a banshee yeah oh man that monster blood Pretty much absorbed SB, so Catherine scooped that stuff up into a jar and mm-hmm. kind of sort of locked it away, but not really.
1: So, okay. SB steps on the monster blood, it slowly absorbs her as she's screaming in, in pain and agony. Mm-hmm. And Catherine scoops it up with her hand after having seen somebody being eaten by it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the lapse in logic here.
1: <sighs> Neither did Catherine. <laughs> That's just her reimagining of it. I scooped that shit up with my bare hands with no worries about it eating me. I was like, I'm Catherine. <laughs> Nothing can touch Catherine.
0: SB turns to the monster blood now, in the present, and says, Take them, my monster blood. Take them all. Devour them. Crush them
1: and consume them. Make my monster blood grow. Oh my God. I get her wanting to, like, get revenge on Catherine for being a bitch for 30 years, mm-hmm. but, like, the kids let her escape. Like, well, you gotta be eating kids. I don't know. Evil people's gonna evil. Fair enough. No <laughs> further questions.
0: <laughs> the monster blood is now growing to take up the entire kitchen, and it is slowly getting closer. And I think, Cortland that it looks pretty decent. I like it. For a TV show in the 90s, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. But then the house starts to shake. From outside what? the front window, oh, no. we can see Trigger's massive face. Oh. He is like Clifford-sized <laughs> Corlin. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's clearly like footage of the dog green-screened behind oh, the absolutely. windows and stuff. But I also think that it looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. If you it's ignore funny. the
0: fact that the background of the dog footage is like, you know, someone's yard instead of outside.
1: <laughs> yeah. It looks good. I love I love it because he barks and like it blows her, like Sarah, it blows <laughs> Sarah Beth back a little bit and it blows like the window, um, the, the curtains back too. It's pretty funny. Yeah.
0: When he barks at Espy, she hisses like a cat back at him.
1: Oh yeah, why was she a cat?
0: Um, that just is a thing that she had going on before, I guess. Okay, never mind. She could just turn into a cat. Or she was a cat who turned into a people. Did you ever think of that? I didn't either. Neither of those I thought of. Trigger busts open the front door, and he gets his nose and a little paw inside the house. Fuck that, he just
1: busts that door (laughs) down. SB
0: (laughs) backs away from the dog, but unfortunately for her, she backs right into the encroaching monster blood. She has just enough time to be like, God damn it, not again. And then she sizzles away into nothing. (laughs) Okay, well, that's that's, uh, Sarah Beth. (laughs) She had, uh, what, two and a half minutes of screen time, maybe? Yeah, about. Bye, Joy. With the witch gone, the monster blood itself disappears entirely, leaving not a trace. Even, like, the towels and tablecloth from under the door have completely disappeared.
1: Oh, you're right. But the goo is still on his clothes. Interesting. I thought it would have been cool if he would have, like, had freshly dried clothes on, you know. But he still looks gooey.
0: Yep. Catherine sits down and says, What a relief. Trigger runs back into the house, normal-sized now, Mm -hmm. and everyone pets him for saving their lives.
1: Yay. Good dog.
0: Evan tells us in voiceover that that was it for the wicked Sarah Beth. Uh Uh-huh. And now he's on a plane to Atlanta to be with his parents.
1: What? So it was all just a made-up story by a kid? Uh, I don't know about (laughs) made-up.
0: A terribly nerdy-looking boy asks Evan if that story was all true, and Evan says that it is. And he continues, saying, Once we got that monster blood in a jar... We buried it where no one would ever find it. Okay. The boy says, I sure hope you got it all. Could you imagine if a little piece got stuck to your shoe or something? That would be a disaster.
1: Yes. And this is the nerdiest looking kid imaginable. What's that fucking nerdy kid from Home Alone? Um, Tanner, right? No. Brewster? Uh, what was his name? I don't know. (laughs) The one who wets the bed. Yeah, I just watched that movie like six times over the holidays. Uh, Fuck, I don't know his name. Well, reminds me of that kid. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
0: Then the boy asks where Trigger is. Evan tells him that he's down in the cargo hold. (laughs) The camera moves into and through the floor of the plane, down into the cargo hold. Mm -hmm. We see Trigger lying in his crate. He gets up and starts whimpering and pawing at the cage. One of the suitcases in the cargo hold pops open, and monster blood starts (gasps) pouring out. Oh, shit. To be
1: continued. Wow. All right. Wow. What an ending. Yeah. See, this is how you do a two-parter, okay? Because that was like a self-contained story already, and now it says to be continued. So I assume that we're going to get more. I don't know if yes. we're, you know, next or not, but...
0: Well, I'm just going to spoil it right now. There's a reason for that, Cortland. Okay. This episode is based on the book Monster Blood, right? Yeah. The next episode is not based on a book. It's an really? original story.
1: Oh, okay. So it's
0: not splitting one book into two episodes. This yeah. story is finished, and they're just going to keep going with it.
1: Interesting. Why would they do that?
0: Well, their actual reasoning is because... The budget was too small to really adapt the next Monster Blood stories. Okay. Because shit gets crazy. But oh, okay. Monster Blood was so popular that they wanted to just make more Monster Blood episodes.
1: Okay. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. So there's no
0: book cover to see for next week.
1: Shit! <laughs> that's my only shtick I have for Instagram. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but Okay. Alright, that's fine. I
0: think I think a, This episode has a good moral.
1: Yeah, when your Aunt Catherine tells you not to do stuff, just don't do it.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you don't like the sugar cookies, just say so. Otherwise, you'll be stuck eating
1: them forever. Yep, every time you visit Aunt Catherine, she's going to think you love the sugar cookies. You just got to be straight with her. That's the real moral of the story. Just be straight with people, guys. Just tell them you don't like the cookies. (laughs) And also, don't fucking
0: walk into other people's houses uninvited and just start taking stuff. <laughs> I believe that might be a crime.
1: I like the part where she just started to like open up that door with no like Evan being like, yeah, come on in. She just goes right up to that door and starts fucking shaking the handle. <laughs> yeah.
0: She was absolutely walking into that house and nothing was going to stop her. I love it.
1: The main moral, though, is if you have a problem, just put it into another container and save it for later. It'll come back, <laughs> but you'll deal with it then. If your dog gets giant, just let him run free. Yes. <laughs> it's whatever. You've got other priorities. <laughs> There's a lot of morals in this one. Yeah, moral-heavy episode. It's a very moral episode. I love it. I actually, I really, you know, think thinking back, I really liked this episode. It was fun. It, it was really good. It is
0: fun. And, uh, like, I make fun of a lot of how stupid the characters are in this episode because they're always just doing dumb stuff. But if they didn't, this episode would be
1: so boring. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I loved it. That was a good episode.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, can you think of another name for this episode? Monster Blood is... It's descriptive, but also it's it's a bit on the plain side.
1: No, but it gets that, like children wonder you know like oh monster blood like i feel like i'm breaking a rule if i'm going to read this one because it's going to be like gory or something you know
0: yeah and also it is a bit mysterious because i've seen the episode and i still don't know like where this monster blood came from and why it has these magical powers
1: yeah well i mean a witch i mean there's a witch though i mean there's magic there but I I'm, I'm really super interested to see where it's gonna go from here. I'm kinda interested in reading the books, honestly. Stein's got me hooked a little bit there and I mean he's like That, that was the know, whole idea late, but
0: <laughs> It's the whole reason for this series. You watch the episodes and you go, Oh man, I wanna read the books now. Now I have
1: to buy all the books. Put more money in Arl Stein's pocket. <laughs> Even though I already do that, because I buy books and then I give them away. Which, we're going to be coming up to a giveaway here kind of soon. Yay. Giveaways are the best. I'm guessing I'm ineligible. Of course you are. I'm not going to ship you shit to Australia. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's expensive. (laughs) You'd be lucky if I send you a box of (laughs) Cheez-Its.
0: Scotland. Yeah. There's no book cover, so you're just flying blind here. What do you think is going to happen next on...
1: More Monster Blood. So like literally the next episode is just the continuation of this episode. We're not gonna have to wait a season? Yeah. Okay, sweet, sweet. Yeah, this is definitely the way to do two parters, cause this was like a self-contained story and I loved it. And then I just get more, so I get another new story, and it's not that boring, like pandering shit of Attack of the Mutant. Um so I here's what I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna I'm hoping that the next episode takes place immediately after this and they're still on the plane. So I hope it's just the first episode, but on a fucking plane. <laughs> wow. Like, the exact same thing happens, but it's on a plane. <laughs> just blood on a plane. Yes, monster blood on a plane. Boom. Well, Cortland,
0: Yeah. I'm going to say, be excited for the next episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be good. <sighs> Do you remember these episodes? Like, did you have memories of these? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, that is next week. All Join right. us for more Monster Blood. Let's do... Well, we have to wait, but then let's
1: do it.
0: <laughs> yes, that's it here for us now. I've been up all night. I'll see you next week, Cortland. All right. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: Oh,